Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Patricia Raskin with a little bit of a foggy throat, a cold that settles in my throat, which is what I use for my instrument to... uh, share these amazing people that I interview each week. And today is no exception. We're talking about love and we're talking about grabbing big love. Excuse me. And my guests are Paige and Don Mars, who've been happily married for over 30 years. They've worked together since the day they joined their lives. And for the past decade, they've offered their relationship program, The Love Conversation, which teaches core principles and methods for making the quest for love less messy and they've helped countless of individuals create extraordinary love. Their book is Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for Extraordinary Love. Welcome, Don and Paige. Thanks, Thank you, Thanks Patricia. Patricia. We're so happy to be here and talking and to you. So sorry you have to struggle with your cold today. Well, thank you. I'm I'll come alive here. So here's my question, my first one. Why, why is the subtitle The Messy Quest? Why is it a messy quest? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's, a lo- that's a loaded question. I think the uh, thing is we, we, we think of this, of transcendent love, of re- truly extraordinary love, as something that's very much like the uh, honeymoon experience, yeah. where you, uh, you, you're sort of given to you as a gift, and that you have this tremendous sense that, gosh, all your problems are over and all the things that you worried about, the things you were bad with in old relationships are suddenly over. And then you get together and a couple of months mm-hmm. later it begins to, there's a first squabble and then there's a problem. And slowly that, that's what we call the messy part of it, that yeah. transcendent love, that, that the extraordinary love, is possible, it's, a, it's easier than we think it is, and the, the biggest issue is how do we get through that messy part where we have these little arguments and misconnections and those kinds of things. <clears throat> Paige, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that, and I'm reminded of the... You said, you know, why is it messy? And there's the obvious that our lives are messy. So, yep. and love is a part of life, and our lives are so complex now, and the world is, is kind of scary, and our lives are scary in so many ways. So, in that sense, the messiness is kind of like, of course, it's an of course. But there's another level of it that I think is that the, the kind of love we're talking about is really we see as a reflection of a larger eternal or spiritual presence, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. love brought into day-to-day human life is, you can just feel that there can be, there's a crunch there. It's almost like a, you know, I would think of a, of a shuttle as it's floating out in space and it's just beautiful and free-flowing and then when it enters the Earth's <laughs> orbit, it's like, ah! Yeah. So I think, I think there's something there that is uh, part of our, 
our work as human beings, at least as the way we see it, which is to bring that larger sense of what's possible mm-hmm. into mundane human life. Yeah. And I think that's where the messiness is good. You know, it's, that's, our, that's our work, is to be in the messiness and to learn how to transform within it. Well, and to understand what what good fighting is, what bad fighting is, what's important to fight Mm -hmm. over, what are the important issues. Talk about that. Yes. Yes. Well, I think one of the core things that we focus on when in our in our own relationship and certainly what we teach and how we guide people is that the uh, one of the most core skills is we call it playfully using your glitches to get closer. And this is exactly what you said. It's how do you take the arguments, the distances, the disconnects, the misunderstandings, the differences, the things that we're polarized on, and how do we not just resolve them as problems, but how do we approach them so that it deepens our connection and makes us feel more intimate and more caring and more trusting. And in that environment, both people flourish. Mm-hmm. You know, they say opposites attract. And so mm-hmm. I see that particularly in um, and maybe habits or personality. But when it mm-hmm. comes to values, shouldn't values be very similar? Yeah, yes, I, I, think that, uh, I think the values in, as it relates to love are essentially, they essentially need to be focused on the same thing. I think one of the, one of the basic principles of finding Extraordinary love is both people need to be committed to it. And um, so now what's interesting about it, the deeper that you can get into the state of of, uh, extraordinary love, the more individual we are. There's a a wonderful uh, quality of when you're with somebody you deeply love and you fully trust and they trust you, you somehow become more than you ever thought you were. You're a more full person. So in a strange way, we evolve into being more unique in how we are, even though we're deeply bonded with someone who adores us and we adore. Do you think that's because you feel safer? You feel totally safe? Yeah, I, I think so. I think if we don't feel safe, we don't trust. And trust, and when we, when we don't, if we don't feel safe, we also don't love fully. We're all, there's a lot of holding back. Um, and I think that's really one of the magic things that Paige was talking about earlier is that when you, when you manage to, when you have a, I think very early on, we were horrified. We had an argument. We looked at each other and we thought, oh, my God. And, and, yeah. and I think what happens is when, when you realize that what we did was we said, Oh, we got to reconnect. We've got to reconnect. So we we reached out to one another. We touched each other's hand. The other person smiled. We smiled back, and we if we it didn't we didn't talk about what it was that upset us until later when we were cooled off. So yeah, recommitting but, to mm-hmm. that love is an essential quality. Mm-hmm. I, Patricia, I want to yeah. add something on that. The question when you said. Um, a lot of, you know, opposites attract a lot of differences in the values. Um, the, I was thinking because we definitely are very different in many ways, and we are very the same in others. 
and it's it's really what you said about that our our core values are are quite aligned and i was it reminded me of uh, a couple that we worked with who were came in because they wanted they were having trouble talking about certain topics and they were concerned that these topics were going to become deal breakers because they were really big like religion and children <laughs> so big big life yeah. topics and the what the reason this relates to the question about the values is that what appeared to be very different values on the surface turned out not to be and i think part of what messes people up and part of what creates the messiness is they don't know how to have the depth of conversation that that reveals whether the values are truly different or they're the same. In this case, it was the uh, the woman was or is a kind of a, a very spiritually oriented Catholic background. Um, not so much the dog, not the dogma at all, but that was really a spiritual home for her. And the gentleman was a a, a sciency person with a his family with a Hindu background. And but more on the sciency side, and they really couldn't understand how the other one could think what they thought. Yeah. But it. But with exploration and honest looking and getting past the the scariness of that conversation, they found out that at the core they were totally connected in this area, yeah. and that they could accommodate the the way each other wanted to express it. So. I think one of the things that makes us sad, um, both of us, is that we see people who, when you get to know them, they could be having just an utterly gorgeous, beautiful, satisfying relationship, but they're not. And so it's not that they're a mismatch. They just know how to have that depth of conversation and move yeah, into yeah. that safe, trusting space where love yeah. flourishes. You know, I, I keep thinking about this. Do you think that people who are Polar opposites politically can uh, make it together. <laughs> I look, we're looking at each other, going hard. De- we're sitting at our desks. Our desks are about what four feet apart, and yeah. we're like looking at each other, going, "Uh oh." <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I don't I, know. <laughs> I, back in my younger years, I was in seventeen political campaigns. So kind of the, the area is a, is a friend of mine. But what's what's happened is we're, we're in a state of. Uh, Polarization, where yes. we've been, yep. we're, we're like we're being pushed every day into opposite corners of the boxing ring, and uh, and I think that um, it's possible. It depends on how deeply the principles are rooted in the individual. Is there, yes, um, yeah. Basically, yep. I think my orientation. I think uh, you probably would agree with this: is that we're all fundamentally loving creatures. We come in mm-hmm. wanting love, we go out, yep. uh, going out, we tell each other that the most important thing I learned was to love. Yeah. So we're all essentially loving creatures, and I think that we can, we can get down to that below those polarities because, you know, we, the elections come and go, and we live together and love more deeply and go through, that's part of the messiness. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's particularly acute, though I have to admit you, you know what occurs to me, because we actually didn't, we haven't really talked about this this much, but I'm thinking that if somebody's, if our identity, if our sense of self is tied up in any label, 
whether it's a political, let's, since you asked about politics, but whether you're right-leaning or left-leaning, if it, if it informs your identity so much that you are afraid to be open to other ways of being, then it probably is a deal-breaker for people if they can't get past that. But if, it, if it's an expression kind of like the Catholic and the science Hindu, you know, those are pretty polar opposites, so they could have made those as polarizing as our politics are right now, but they didn't have to because they mm-hmm. wanted the love, they believed in each other, uh, they respected each other and to be willing to, you know, get yeah. some help listen, and to try to really learn to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, whereas when you first asked the question, I was going to say, yeah, and I think maybe that's not very possible. I get, <laughs> now I'm going to say, no, I think it is. <laughs> I think it yeah. is, depending yeah. on the conversation. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break on that note, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to uh, Don and to Paige Mars, and they are a husband and wife team together for 30 years, and their book is Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for an Extraordinary Love, and we'll talk more about, you know, what are the the subtle jabs sometimes that happens in relationships, how you get past them, Um, how do you trust your own wisdom, and how do you keep it alive and fresh in a relationship? You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Beauty is always a reflection of how we are taking care of ourselves from the inside, and our business is no different. Building your business brand is a direct reflection of you. In today's competitive landscape, personal and proven leadership skills can ensure that our brands and businesses succeed. Join host Bonnie Bonadeo and visionary guest experts to help you find success. Tune into beautiful brands inside and out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we're back. We're back with Don Morris and Paige Morris, <clears throat> and they are the co-authors of the new book, Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for Extraordinary Love. Don Morris is the co-founder of the Mars Group, which is consulting and coaching, and he spent several decades as a high-powered advertising executive before deciding he no longer wanted to create ads uh, and then wanted to do something else, and he has his own marketing and ad agency. Paige Mars, PhD, is the president of the Mars Group Consulting and Coaching, and she really works with smart communication and good relationships. And together, they have um, amazing programs. One is called The Love Conversation. So welcome back, Don and Paige. And let's first talk about what you both define as an extraordinary relationship. Thank you, Patricia. Don's pointing at me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. <laughs> the, uh, the, so when we talk about extraordinary relationship is characterized, but we that phrase that's in the subtitle of the book is Extraordinary Love. And one way to think about that is that there's the, I think Don actually mentioned this earlier, is if you think about that initial bloom of love that people have, what people often call the honeymoon phase that they wish they could get back to, we see that as just a taste of the kind of love relationship that we're talking about and where some people would say, I want to get back to that. How do I keep the honeymoon going? How do I back? We're saying that's kind of a low bar, <laughs> that there's, you're, what we're actually looking for is a love that deepens and grows. It doesn't fade or stagnate. That doesn't mean it doesn't hit hiccups and the skies don't get cloudy at times and you have to at, restore it and go deeper, but it's, it's a love that is what also that we think of as the transcendent love in human form. So as you can tell by listening to us, we're very oriented towards there's human reality and there's spiritualness and, um, and that, that we're, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the um, Teilhard de Chardin was a French philosopher and scientist who's got a very famous quote called, you know, that was, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual right. beings having a human experience. So we see transcendent love as spiritual beings learning to have that love in the middle of the messiness of the human experience. Right. So that's how we're thinking just of a, it. Just a note about that. In terms of when we use the term spiritual, we're referring to a, um, a kind of a core, uh, universal, eternal sense, not, in a re- not as a religion. Matter of fact, it's a quality that all religions share. It's a, it's a sense that we're living in a larger reality than we know. And there are times we get deep glimpses of that, and one of those times is when we've suddenly fallen in love, that there is this sense of, wow, this is larger than life itself. And yeah. we say that's true because you've tapped into that larger energy that's a gift 
and we've got to then figure out <clears> like <throat> like somebody handing you a <clears throat> uh, a very rare plant in the hut of your honeymoon. Yeah, and it you've got yeah. to water it. You've got to take care of it. Then <laughs> it's just not and be there. I think yeah, I think part of that is knowing how to talk to each other. Yeah. You know, totally. um, and you know, yeah. without without sarcasm and meanness and put downs and uh, jabs. So talk about that. Yes, that's completely essential, and that's why we ended up calling the work we do in the program the Love Conversation because there's a way to talk about the the crankiness, the issues, the differences, the deep misunderstandings, the unfulfilled expectations, the missteps, all of the things that are normal in a, in a complex human life, especially when you've got two intelligent, strong-willed adults trying to get, make yeah. it together, yeah. oh, <laughs> as you know. So the, the ability to have a conversation about difficult topics in a, in a context of love is critical to the f- ability to experience and sustain and deepen, again, what we're calling extraordinary yeah. love. And there are, there are several aspects of that kind of a conversation that maybe I, sh- maybe, maybe I can go into that. You go right ahead. Okay. The... <clears throat> The, we think of the love conversation as having basically three aspects to it. There's the conversation that you have inside yourself, you know, that thing where everybody, I'm sure everybody who's listening right now has a little bit of a chatter going on of, um, wow, I really like this, or oh, I don't like that, or um, wow, that's, that didn't sound right, or I couldn't hear that, or whatever. We're all, we all have something going on, or I want that, or I don't want that. So there's a whole lot about a relationship that happens between you and you, me and me, Don and Don. It's it's an internal world. And most people, when they show up wanting to work on their relationship, they, they understand it has to be a lot about communication, like you were suggesting, but they don't understand that a large part of that communication is within themselves. So there's right. the there's the conversation within. There's obviously the conversation between the two of you, which is the most obvious one. Like you were saying, is how do you talk about difficult things? How, what do you do about those jabs? What about when you have one person who tends to yell and the other one tends to shrink? I mean, there's so many things that can go bad. Isn't that we call them conversations gone bad? Yeah. And and then. The third area that's a, a conversation that's much more subtle is the one, and kind of why we quote that, you know, why we love the uh, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin's quote about being spiritual beings, having a human experience, is there is, there's, there's more than just the human love. There's, or we see, if the source of love is larger than what we can do in our bodies and our minds, there is something bigger to it than some communion with that, some attunement to that or awareness that there is something larger here is also part of what we call the love conversation. But that said, most of the work, most of the work that we do is on helping people with first the conversation within their, between, you know, me and me, and then it's the conversation with us. And... 
So that's kind of the format when you ask how do we do that. We, we work in those areas, and one of the, the only thing I'll add right in this minute is that one of the core, <laughs> the biggest, biggest parts of the work is being able to um, see how our uh, fear reactions, our trepidation, our, the, the way that we're, we've been traumatized or damaged or just our cranky and whatever, all of those, the negative stuff, the way that that stuff blocks love and how much that manifests in our conversations. As a matter of fact, we don't, we see love as, as more an action than we do a, just a feeling. Most people think of love as like one of like five or six core emotions, depending on which model you, you look at. And we find that if people can see love as a behavior, like you were saying, you know, or you've said some things throughout just our short time together that would indicate that, and also then how our, our natural survival fear reactions turn into behavior and action and get in the way of being able to understand and love each other. Right. <clears throat> I'd like you also to address the whole piece of being willing to really hear what that person is saying. It's one mm-hmm. thing to express your feelings. It's another mm-hmm. thing for you to really step into that mm-hmm. other person's world mm-hmm. and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to have two, two answers to it. One is that I'd like to talk first about that page. We'll talk to... Talk to mm-hmm technique, but the, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Let me start. Well, we, um, you asked about our, our programs. We, one of the modules, one of the areas, we, it's all about listening. And you're so right is that uh, how we receive one another is one of the most powerful aspects of creating a loving, safe environment in which to deal with problems and explore what's going on. And one of the things we teach, it's a, it's a technique called listening to learn. And I remember when we were doing a, a, leading a workshop, we had a part where we were talking about listening and we asked about all the things, like we asked the group, what do you guys do that passes as listening? It might look like you're listening, but there's really something else going on. And um, I'll, I'll never forget the guy, this gentleman stood up and he said, well, I'm gathering ammunition and waiting for my turn. (laughs) Isn't that, that, Mm. that's very perceptive, isn't it? And it's one, yeah, so it's one, you know, we do all kinds of things. Mm. I mean, there's the obvious stuff of being distracted that isn't listening when you've got your phone there. but, But the harder part is that we're listening oftentimes out of our, um, we're frightened that somebody's going right. to be criticizing us, right. and maybe they are criticizing us, and it's hard to hear. So yeah, we, I think I think it's hard for people to really understand where that other person's coming from. Yeah, because yeah. when they do something, it's often not to hurt you; it's because of something that's going on with them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's hard to get that when you're feeling hurt. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. I had a. Um, when I was in my doctoral program, one of the uh, professors on my dissertation committee uh, said this great thing. Uh, he's, I just love this man, and I'll, but it's one of the things I just 
it, it stuck with me forever and ever and ever. And he said, feedback is always about the person giving it and only sometimes about the person receiving it. And his name was Charlie yeah. C. Shore, to give him proper credit. He's deceased now. But that's exactly what you're saying. What people are doing is very often not about you. I mean, it's, if it's hurtful, it's really an expression of what's going on with them. They're in pain. They're frightened. I mean, I get critical. One of my patterns and habits is how I, one of the ways I know that my fear system is engaged and I'm not quite feeling safe is I'll find myself being really critical and um, you know, I've, so in, in the context of our now, we're, we're about to celebrate our 33rd year. and mm. our 30, mm. 30 Congratulations. Years. Thank mm, you. Okay. And it really is getting better. You should see it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. People, people don't believe that. But. What I'd like to do but. is take a break on that note and come okay. back and okay. ask you why. Why is it getting better after 33 okay. years? That's okay. incredible. Because that's what we need to hear. Okay. We need to hear more of that than there's a 50 or 60% divorce rate. That's what we need to hear. Because if we don't hear your story, then we're not going to believe it's really true. Wow. Good. Okay. Thank you. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. My guests are Don Page and, well, sort of, Don Mars and Paige Mars. And their book is Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for Extraordinary Love, which they have achieved after 33 years of marriage and teaching workshops, especially the love conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking about Big love with my guests, Don Mars and Paige Mars, happily married for over 30 years. They teach workshops in transforming conversations. They teach workshops in the love conversation. And their brand new book is called Grabbing Lightning, Messy Quest for Extraordinary Love. And they've worked with people all over the country, thousands of people. And again, uh, their book is very much about helping you to understand your own values and transcend them and create big love in your life. Welcome back, Don and Paige. Thank you. Thanks, Patricia. All right. So tell us about who comes to your workshops and how they walk in and how they walk out. Oh, interesting. So the range of people, and this would be, I'll answer at workshops and also uh, people who we work with privately, it's, um, it's an age range from like late 20s to early 80s has been the top end, so anybody I'd say that is, and the kinds of issues, that, and it's men and women both, sometimes more men, which always surprises me, but it sometimes is that, and the kinds of issues they bring in are... Um, we're arguing too much. Um, we love each other, but it's too cranky. Uh, I can't get him, her to listen. Uh, I keep, I keep, I, you know, I don't feel heard or I don't feel like I'm fully myself in this relation. I love this person, but somehow something is, is missing. And one of the themes, I guess, that would cover lots of the people would be the phrase, I love you, but you're driving me crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- so that's, that's a lot of what we, we hear. And I would say the other thing they bring into it, given who we are, is they have a, a deep desire to feel a large kind mm-hmm. of a love, not just a... It's more than a, I don't know, I, some people may have a checklist of things that are, uh, that are on there, like I need to have a, a good career, a good relationship, a good thing, and, and so it's not that. It's people who want something really enduring and loving. Mm. Yeah. So Don, where, where are you I on think, that? I think, the, um, I think there's, a, there's an aspect of this that we talk about with uh, people, and it's foundational in our in our work and in our books, is that um, it's a uh, what I call the epiphany experience I had years ago. I left a career in advertising because I wanted deeper meaning, and and I just also couldn't believe in the products I was selling. So I came out here to California and went into the movie business and ran into the same problems as the lack of deep meaning in a lot of the pictures. And we ran into a small production company that was wanting to make films that were in public service, were attempting to make things better for people. 
and I very eagerly joined them, and within three months, the the company went bankrupt. So mm-hmm. I had, at the end of about six or seven years of searching, reached the end of myself. And they, uh, I, I um, went home, went home to my house. I had a house on three acres in the Hollywood Hills. Mm. And I went by the pool and I sat down and I closed my eyes just to go inside to feel mm. some solace of the battering I had been taking. And suddenly I found myself falling, like hurtling down a dark channel. And I reflected, I remember, it feels like this must be how people feel when they die. Mm. And it, it, it ended and I landed mm. in what looked like and felt like a, a uh, meadow of flowers. And what happened was I had this sudden rapturous sense that everything is love. There's, you know, the universe is love, that the earth is love, that I'm love, that we're all love. There is nothing not love. And then part of this experience was that I went through this tutorial going back to early childhood, of how often I had made fearful choices which blocked, really, the love I was trying to find. I was, I was, you know, fear when my mother dropped me off at kindergarten and fear of going to school and fear of speaking because I stuttered, fear yeah. of not popular and whatever. Then later, fear of not finding a career, of not being successful, then afraid of being too successful. And then at that mo- the present moment when I was in that experience, it was fear of losing my house and fear of ending up alone and the fear of facing the future. And that, that dichotomy, I came out of that experience mm. and I was in a state of near bliss for, gosh, it felt like a couple of months. And, and what I realized was that I was going to be putting my life back together again but I was going to need to make it from love. That love is a transcendent experience that we glimpse in our lives and that if we could build our lives on it, it's the only way to have the, the fulfillment. And <clears throat> what we realize when we're working with couples and when we're working alone with individuals or whether we're coaching executives through a life transition, it's always... They're, they're in a state of not feeling safe. Right. Choice of right. choice. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line. Safe. It's the bottom line. And that Fear. was my question. My question was, you know, I hear what you're saying, and a listener's listening about love, but when you're financially strapped or when your partner has just left you or when you've been diagnosed with a, with a chronic disease or an illness and you might die... You know, how do you turn to love? Not easy. No, it isn't. It's, as a matter of fact, it's very difficult when you're going through that. Paige was going through two years of eye surgery where we didn't know whether it's just a year ago and the two or three years before that where she didn't know whether she was going to lose her eyesight or not. And we together went through very deep fear, but... We made a commitment that we would be right there for each other, trusting each other, being loving to each other, even though those conditions are going on. 
I think the thing you're going after is so important, and it really represents what, when you asked what do people bring into when they want to work with us or attend a program, is it's like, yeah, it sounds good, but how do I do that? Right. What, how do I do that in the face of these big, big obstacles? And it is, first, one of the things about it that I think is important for people to know and this is critical for even developing the, a relationship characterized by extraordinary love, is you have to first believe it's possible. And that's, I think, John's epiphany experience em, emblazoned into him. It's like, oh, my gosh, that love is the realest thing, and the other stuff is in the way. And I think that orientation is important to start with. And this is really part of the how-to. And the other thing is to understand that when we are frightened in the face of either really big bad news the way you were talking, or we get frightened because we're kind of feeling distant from our mate and they walk in the door from work and, they, and it slams and you think they're going to come in pissed at you. You know, it's, that's, that, it's all that the problem is when we become disconnected from love and... So there's a, a skill, actually. It's a practice or a muscle that we have to develop is how do we recognize that you're basically having a fear attack, whether warranted or not. Either way, you know, some of them are, you know, you get, you get cancer and or you get a diagnosis or like when I was told I was on the verge of losing my eyesight if I didn't have surgeries. It's like that was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I fell into major. The major fear, especially because my mom had lost her eyesight from the same thing two years earlier, so it was very real to me that that was mm. possible. And um, and I'm fine, by the way. I I completely my eyesight's great. I mean, I'm, it all it all worked out mm. after two years of a lot of struggle. But the the even for me, who's been practicing mm. this, being able to recognize when I slip into feeling not safe and how to restore the larger feeling of love, I, that knocked me to my knees. You know, I, I really had to talk about practicing what you teach. It was like, ah. But the, that's why when I said earlier that the, one of the core areas we work on is the conversation within yourself. Is right, a lot of right. the, the how-to has to do, it gets very, new, very practical and very specific, which is how do you notice in your body, your mind, that your system has shifted from safe, feeling whole, being able to love, being able to have empathy, being able to see the big picture when all that stuff is gone and you slip into, I have a knot in my stomach, I'm being critical, I'm frightened, I'm cranky, I'm angry, I'm blaming people, I want to hide under my bed. It's just, and and so a lot of what we, we, point out to people is how they can quite easily begin to recognize their own early warning system about when they go from, like if you think of there being a a meter or a, a, it's not really a a switch that you flip because it's on a spectrum, but when at that moment when you're moving from feeling fundamentally safe and having access to your whole self till it slips over to the other side where you go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, Fears in charge. <laughs> I'm having, right. and to be able to notice how it happens to you individually, because it's a little bit different for different people, 
And to be able to name what it is is one of the core skills. So, for instance, if you notice, I don't know what you do, I get, I get a knot in my stomach real fast. That's one of my biggest clues that I'm, mm-hmm. my, my stomach knots up. That or I notice right. my mind is getting anything critical. And if when I notice that, my reaction to it is I go, oh, yeah, Don's really messing with me. He's yucky. I, I, I would swear if I could here, but I, I won't. But, you know, you say, because when you're in a, that kind of a mood, kind of other words come out. But it, you, can, you can amplify your own fear by how you think about it. But when you understand that it's your neurobiological fear system being awakened, you can say to yourself, oh, okay, so I'm having, this is fear. I'm having a fear attack. I'm right. slipped into not safe. And the minute you do that, actually, they wire people up at UCLA and other places and the fMRIs, and they will um, show that if you can notice the negative reaction in yourself and if you name it correctly, so if you name it as, wow, okay, I've become angry because I don't feel safe, that right. the, the fear reaction starts to recede rather right. than if, if you, you can go, name the it. world... Name it. Right. Yeah. Well, you have to name it properly because if you mm-hmm. name it, the world is out to get me, that person really hates me, if that's what you believe is going on, then it's going to amplify. Right. And when Understand. you name it right. correctly, it creates a little pause mm. and you start to move yourself back into what, a gentle heart and an open mind. Yeah, that's and great. That's, All right. So. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we still have to get to the big question. <clears throat> is your love is even bigger than it was before after over 30 years? And how come? And so we are talking to Don and Paige Mars. They are the uh, co-authors of Grabbing Lightning, the messy quest for extraordinary love. They're a husband and wife team for over 30 years. They teach courses in the love conversation. Uh, give us the website. It's, um, the website is theloveconversation.com. No dash, you can, nothing. So www.theloveconversation.com or on Facebook. I guess if you look up, we're fairly new to Facebook, so I'm not quite sure how you do this, but if you're on Facebook and you search for The Love Conversation, you get there. Okay. And again, um, you know, look them up. You can read about their story and their backgrounds, and it's fascinating. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show, and we are with Don Morris and Paige Morris. She's a Ph.D., and they together have written the book Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for an Extraordinary Love. And they um, have courses on love conversation. How can we really um, take our values and express it to our partner with love and increase our love over the years? So log on to their website, theloveconversation.com, and you can write to them there. All right, Don and Paige, how do you do it? 30 years plus. <laughs> And you're still going, and you love each other even more. Talk about yeah. that. Well, I'd like to start with that, and I'd like to go all the way back to the to the early years where we were talking about when you have this this honeymoon experience of you know you you feel like all your problems are suddenly gone, and and we found that uh, we were in that state for a while, and then suddenly Paige said something one day that I snapped back at her, and she looked at me, and not having snapped at her before, I was horrified that I'd done that, and what she, what she said felt like it was a criticism of something, and I, it was something that I was not particularly aware of, but we learned I was very, very defensive about any kind of criticism, and um, what, what we, as we, as we experienced that, um, we were so, it was, it was so painful to be disconnected, we put it aside, and it was, quite frankly, Paige made the first step, she's really a master at this, she walked up to me with her, with her just love just gushing from her face, and she just put, it, <clears throat> put her hand on mine, and she said, I'm sorry for my part. And I looked at her, totally one, 
I said, I'm sorry for my part, too. We embraced mm-hmm. each other, and we were reconnected. And that trick of ignoring the argument, putting the argument, we'll talk about the argument tomorrow, right yeah. now. We love real. each other. Yes. Yeah. And you do that all of your life. You will yeah. be on a skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah. question I have, because we've only got three minutes left now. My other question is, can you keep the romance and the intimacy and the physical peace alive in these years? Yes. <laughs> yes. We do. We do. It, it's certainly different at our ages and after 33 years, but it's all part of the same thing. We, we go to each other with um, wanting to express our love that way, right. whether right. it's whether it's actually in what, you know, whether it's actually sexually or just in the intimacy of holding hands and, and touching and being together. But, yeah, and I, it's so natural when you keep returning to love and that returning, it, it's human to lose the feeling of love, but it's also human to have the skill to return to it. And when you do, you want to be together in that way. And and if we're out of sync, we talk about it, and we figure it out. It's hard. I hate talking about that stuff, but we do because we know a lot of this stuff's hard to talk about. But you just you want love more than you want your own self protectiveness. No, that's great. How would you like to close this? What are your What's your message for our listeners? We've got a couple minutes, both of you. Uh, What's your message? You know, one of the things that we've we've jotted down is that is that the our approach addresses the complexity of who we are as human beings, our spiritual nature, our social nature, and our neurobiological nature. So we help people solve the messiness and fulfill their yearnings to experience transcendent love. This is what we do individually, and this is what we talk about. And, and I think, yeah, my answer to that, would, I hope, would people would leave with, um, that yearning you have for love, it's, it's an indication of what's real and what's possible. And even though most people have come to believe that it's not, it is. And happy, there's happily ever after is not a fairy tale. It certainly takes action and work. It's not something that happens overnight. But, um, but it's worth pursuing it. And it's actually easier than a lot of people, easier and more possible mm-hmm. than a lot of people think. Really, Beautiful. really, really, really. Thank you. How can people find you? Uh, the website is a good way. It's www.theloveconversation.com. So theloveconversation.com and then the same thing on Facebook, The Love Conversation on Facebook are the two best ways. And so you can okay. message us there privately or, you know, send us a note through the website and we will get back to you. We love connecting with people personally, as you might imagine. Thank you so much, both of you. Don mm-hmm. and Paige Thank Mars, you. wonderful. And the book is Grabbing Lightning, The Messy Quest for an Extraordinary Love. And there are other books as well on their website, The Love Conversation. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this program. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all of the guests coming up for the next month. Again, stay happy and healthy, and until next time, have a great week, and Happy New Year. Bye for now. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back.